Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. My name is David Oluadaro Patusin. Um, welcome to the Gap Church. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, our vision here is we are filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Freedom and the truth. And um, we've been in a new series. We started last week called Simple Instructions. Simple Instructions and uh, Simple Instructions uh, equal mighty moves of God. And of course, we are in a, a season. The, the, the word of the year is harvest season. Amen? Somebody tap into that. <laughs> harvest season. And so um, I'm really excited, especially this week, I'm really excited because we are going to be having a prayer conference. Amen? <laughs> many, many are like, why? Like, y'all are already starting off. The year just started. <laughs> um, but I want us to, I want to encourage everyone um, and, and, and let us understand that the prayer conference is very important just because um, it's a fresh start to the year. Um, we are doing this with all intentionality. Um, and there's some things that uh, we want to make sure, it's almost like a detox conference. It's a detox conference. And so we want to make sure that we are starting off on the right foot. And so I encourage everyone, if you can, it starts this Wednesday, um, from Wednesday to Friday, and you're not going to want to miss it. 7 p.m. every single night, it's going to be um, a mighty move of God. And so I'm excited. And so I don't want to waste too much of our time. Um, Like I said, the series is Simple Instructions. And we had Lalade last week um, do an amazing job of starting this series. Yes, yes, yes. She did an amazing job, and um, she uh, she really just went over the importance of simple instructions, um, how uh, it's more so about obedience. We are in a season of obedience. Like, this whole year, I mean, life is really about obedience when it comes to walking with Christ, but we are specifically in a season of obedience. And so um, I just want to make sure that we all understand that uh, this is obedience season. As much as it is harvest season, it's obedience season. Amen. And so uh, if you're taking notes, I'm going to kind of go through some of the things that Lolade said just so that um, we can have an understanding if you're joining us for the first time. So like I said, simple instructions. The, the definition that Lolade gave us, and I'm sticking with it, is that uh, simple instructions are easily understood details or instructions on how things should be done. Easily understood details or instructions on how things should be done. I want to preface and say this, that um, instructions can come from anywhere. Um, many of us, sometimes we may uh, limit instructions or um, divine instructions that they only come from the Father or a person that represents God. But they can come from anybody. They can come from an animal. Um, and, and Acts it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so God can use anything, all flesh, to communicate a simple instruction to you. And that is why we must have discernment and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Number two, I want us to um, understand that obedience is the love language of God. Uh, at our four for seven mercy, um, she did an amazing job, and she said something very specific. She said um, that obedience is the active and practical acceptance of the will and authority of God. Obedience is the active and practical acceptance of the will and authority of God. This is why many say it is the love language of God. Because if you are obedient, obedient to God, it's almost like you basically accepting the will of God for your life. Accepting what he wants to be done. Amen? And so 
I transition because today uh, uh, the title of uh, the message that God has for us is uh, Simple Disobedience. Simple Disobedience. Um, and I want us to open our Bibles to 2 Kings, uh, and we're going to read uh, basically our anchor scripture, 2 Kings chapter 5, 9 to 12. And I'm going to be reading from the Good News Translation, so I hope we can get that up. 2 Kings 5. 2 Kings 5. If it's on the screen, just let me know. It's on the screen? Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, so we'll read scripture. So it says, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the entrance to Elisha's house. Verse 10. Elijah sent a servant out to tell him to go and wash himself seven times in the Jordan River, and he would be completely cured of his disease. Verse 11. But Naaman left in rage, saying, I thought that he would at least come to me, pray to the Lord his God, wave his hand over the diseased spot, and cure me. Verse 12. Besides, aren't the rivers of Abana and Farfar back in Damascus better than any river in Israel? I could have washed in them and been cured. Bless the reading of God's word. I want us to note this, that if simple instructions lead to mighty moves, so does simple obedience. Which can also mean that simple disobedience leads to mighty destruction. Simple disobedience can lead to mighty destruction. So just as we can say simple instruction leads to a mighty move of God, if you do not follow the instruction, it can also move to a mighty destruction. Many of us have received a simple instruction, and we are like Naaman, um, left in rage and wondering, why can't it be a specific way? In the middle of obedience and disobedience. It doesn't say that Naaman immediately obeyed. It said that Naaman left in rage, saying, I thought that he would at least come to me, pray to the Lord, wave his hand over the disease spot, and cure me. Besides, aren't these other options better and I'll still have the same results? So Naaman is in a particular place. He receives instruction, but the ball is in his court. He's between disobedience and obedience. And so if we're not careful, many of us will actually disobey the simple instruction that we will receive because of situations like this. And so we're going to have a very practical message. And I want us to take notes. I want us to write four things that can lead you into disobeying the simple instructions. Four things that can lead you into disobeying the simple instruction. Number one, pride. This is something that all of us should probably know. Um, you see, the description of Naaman that uh, scripture gives us is that Naaman was a commander. He was considered a great man by his king. He was highly respected because the Lord was using him to conquer for Syria. He was a feared man in 2 Kings 5 to 7. 2 Kings 5 to 7 says, when the king of Israel read the letter about Naaman's case, literally he was in shock and he tore his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends me a request to heal a man of leprosy? So the king was just scared because of the letter that was sent to him. So we know that Naaman had the titles, had the respects, had everything working for him. The scripture says he came with his horses and chariots. So he didn't show up to Elijah's house, you know, just chilling, unannounced. He made sure his presence was known. All the hustling and bustling. But what happened is that because of all of these, Naaman believed that his healing deserved a better treatment. Because of all he represents, because of the respects, because of the titles, he believed that what should be the case for him should be different. 
I have this leprosy. I have this thing that I need healing. I'm a great man. I conquer many things. Why am I being treated this way? So he would think that God was going to respond to him based off of what his title was. You see, I want you to understand that when you're dealing with God, he doesn't, hold, he doesn't see or hold titles and earthly respects the way we do. And so when it doesn't meet your standard or it's too small for you or below your title or your pay grade and it won't work and it's not worth doing, just know that um, this can lead to disobedience. The way God wants something to be is the way it's going to be. Even if it's below your pay grade. Even if it's from a minor or a mentee or even if it's from a a younger sibling. If God is going to use your younger sibling for your healing, he's going to use your younger sibling. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't matter what your qualifications are. The move of God will be done the way he wants it to be. You see, we're going to be caught up. Many of us will be caught up. I've been caught up in places where I may receive an instruction and I think of it, I'm like, this is not, this doesn't make sense. Some people, maybe you, uh, you work in an office and you see something on the floor. Maybe you're a manager. And you're like, well, that's the janitor's job. Maybe you hear something, it's not that hard. Just, just pick it up, clean it up. Nothing that big of a deal. But you say, well, this is the janitor's job. Why is it, why is it my, why, that's not my, I'm not getting paid for this. This is below my pay grade. This is nothing that I have to deal with. But because of our pride, many of us will walk away from a, 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 a voice We'll walk away from something that God may be telling us because it doesn't look like what we think we should be receiving. Number two, what can cause us to disobey the simple instruction? Familiarity. I want to give a great example. Um, over the while, I'm not too big into construction. or um, and When I say construction, I just mean like building furniture. <laughs> Nothing any crazy. Nothing crazy. Um, but I'm not too big into building furniture. And um, when we were moving uh, last year, um, I didn't really build that much furniture. But you see, um, men have this thing, and some men will be able to uh, agree with us, agree with me. Um, when we receive furniture, we kind of have a good idea of how furniture works. So when we open it up, we just get to working on it. Yes, there's an instruction booklet, but we just get to working on it. <laughs> and so it could be a table, a three-piece table, legs, the base, and the top. And a lot of times, because of how, use, how, how we are so used to just fixing furniture and it's fine and it's good, even though it may be janky, it's still working though, you know. Until it's the time that we're supposed to fix a table and for some reason the top is the base and the base is the top, that's when we're like, where's the instruction booklet? Let me go look at that. And so many of us, we are so close and we we disobey the simple instruction because of our familiarity. We're so used to seeing God do specific things a specific way. We're so used to God, um, (laughs) we're so used to God speaking to us a particular way. We're so used to God revealing himself in the midnight hour. And so when we're so used to what God has, we're already limiting any type of instruction that God can give to us. You see, what's so um, interesting is that Naaman did not think that the Jordan River was capable of being part of his healing process. Because he was so familiar with it. Everyone uses the Jordan River. He said, there's other rivers that, could, that are probably cleaner, you know, that can heal me. Why would, I be, why, why, why would I have to go to the Jordan River? 
That's familiarity. He's already crossing off the option that God has to use for his healing. Number three. Another reason why many of us may disobey the simple instruction, what can lead to disobeying the simple instruction, is our expectation. Some of us will not be able to accept our breakthrough, our breakthrough if it does not come during a revival night. Some of us will not be able to receive our healing if it doesn't come from a word of a man or the touch of a man of God. I want to present this question. I know that you've had pain. I know that you've been through hell and back. I know that you've been through all sorts of things. But what if your expectation of your deliverance is not going to look like the way you want it to be? You've been going through something for a long time. You need a financial miracle. And you're waiting for someone to knock on the door. You open it. Surprise, here's a check for $100,000. <laughs> Some of us, our expectations of the deliverance or the mighty move that God will have for us is so unrealistic. And what happens is, and I know this, I've been through this before. We go to events, we go to things where people are speaking, we go to places, we meet mighty men of God, we meet people who are in the faith. And, you know, they're always, <laughs> it's like, you know, when they call an altar call and they're like, you know, um, who has a call upon their life? And you're like, this is my chance. You know, who has been struggling financially? And, you know, it's a, it's a moment where there's a word of wisdom happening and the man of God or the woman of God is speaking upon people. You know, I sense in your future. And you're right there. The person right next to you is being prophesied. And you're like, yes, this is going to be it. Finally, the revelation. And they skip you. <laughs> they skip you. <laughs> You've been praying and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and they skipped you. And you're like, God, but I thought this was when I was going to get my... The revelation, the, I thought this is where it comes, you know. Many of us want the testimony that we can post on Instagram. <laughs> and, and, and I want to give us some understanding because there's a scripture that I was reading that, that, that gives us so much context. And I know that many people, if we're in this scenario, there's no way we would let, we would let it fly because of our expectations. Second Kings 4, 2 Kings 4. Uh, good news translation. I'm going to read from uh, verses 1, and I'm going to read from 3 to 5. 2 Kings 4. Let me know if you're there. Let me make sure. There you go. Perfect. So, verse 1. So, this is a widow. I'm sure many of us may, uh, may have heard of the story, Elisha and the widow. Uh, uh, and so, it says, this, the widow of a member of a group of prophets went to Elijah and said, Sir, my husband has died. As you know, he was a God-fearing man, but now a man he owed money to, has come to take away my two sons as slaves in payment for my husband's debt. So verse 3, Elijah now says to the woman, go to your neighbors and borrow as many empty jars as you can. Hold up. If we were the widow, we would be, I would be confused if Elijah told me, go to your neighbor. No, 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 you didn't hear what I said. I need money. Why do I got to go to my neighbor's house to get jars? Like, aren't you a man of God? Like, I thought, you know, your, your mentor... He called fire, and God just, you know, so can you call fire, and then, you know, gold will come out of it? But he says, go to your neighbor's house and grab some jars. Many of us, we would stop right there. Because we're like, my miracle shouldn't be this hard. I'll keep on going. It says, go to your neighbor's house and borrow as many empty jars as you can. 
Verse 4 says, then you and your sons go into the house, close the door. What stuck out to me in this scripture is where it says, close the door. If your miracle and your breakthrough has to be inside and no one gets to see it, many of you don't want it. Close the door. No one's going to see the process. No one's going to see the duplication. Many of us don't want it if it doesn't look like when, when people can know that, wow, this person's being blessed. But Elijah says, close the door. <laughs> he says, close the door and start pouring oil into the jars. Set each one aside as soon as it's full. So the reality is this. Many of us, we don't want this, and we will disobey the simple instruction because for us, why do I have to close the door? With the pain I've been through, going hell and back, the financial struggle I've been going through, you're telling me that no one's going to get to see how great I am? The people that talked about me, they're not going to get to see how I rose from the bottom to the top? I have to close the door? Our expectations can make us disobey the simple instruction. And you know what's so funny about expectations is that <laughs> in, in the scripture um, when Naaman was talking, when we have expectations, sometimes we can think, we, we, we start to develop other alternatives. And we think that if we go the, the, the another alternative, we'll still have the same result. Naaman says in the scripture, aren't these other rivers better than Jordan and I'll still be healed? Who told you you'll still be healed if you go into the other rivers? Who told you? No one told you. It's your assumption. Not only that, but I want you to realize this, guys, that simple instruction, yes, it may be simple, but may have complex parts to it. When you look at the story of the widow, it was a very simple instruction, but all the, the movements, going to the neighbor's house, getting the jars, pouring the oil, it was complex. It was complex. Number four, why and what can lead to people disobeying the simple instruction? Number four is the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> You would think that receiving a simple instruction can lead to peace, but for some of us, it leads to chaos. Because the hard part about a simple instruction is when we receive it, the ball is in our courts. Let's just think about that. God gives you the instruction. You got to do what you got to do. The ball is in my court now. And so when the ball is in your court, all sorts of things come to mind. You now start questioning, was this really from God? Like, let's be real. Like, that doesn't sound like something I think God would say. Or we start thinking, there must be a different way. Mm, I don't know. This doesn't sound about right. And because of our situation, the pressure begins to mount so much so we don't have time to really be thinking. So there's so many other things that come upon us. Some of us, God may say, sow a seed of this. Give this to your brother. Give this to your father. Give this to a coworker. And you just got paid. 
and you got bills next week. The pressure is there. The ball is in your court, though. And so you're thinking, okay, so, all right, I received this, and that wouldn't make sense because God knows I got to pay tight. Like, that's to God, too, tight. God, if I put my whole paycheck to that person, there's no more tight. God, think about that. You know, uh, I still got bills, God, too. You know that. Like, the timing may, must be wrong. Maybe I can delay this a bit. God, know, God, you know I always come through. You know I don't disobey like that. I, maybe not this paycheck, but the next paycheck. So we start thinking about so many different things now when the ball is in our court. And the pressure starts to get to our head. And we now start to do things that were never part of the instruction. <laughs> God asked you to quit your job, but the LinkedIn is dry. And you're like, God, that doesn't make sense. I have not done like an interview in like two years. So why would I quit my job? You know, I've been chilling. I haven't done any certifications recently. That does not sound like God. Hmm. The ball's in your court. It says, once I've spoken, twice. You've heard. The second time is the echo. So the ball's in your court. You're hearing the echo, but you're thinking about so many other things. What do I have to do with this instruction? You see, this is not even talking about or thinking about even pressure from people. But I want us to talk about that. In 1 Samuel 10, verse 8, we don't have to open that, but I want you guys to open 1 Samuel 13. But I'll just read 10 to 8. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 8. It says, this is Samuel giving an instruction to Saul, King Saul at the time. He says, you will go ahead of me to Gilgal, where I will meet you and offer burnt sacrifices and fellowship sacrifices. Wait there, excuse me, seven days until I come and tell you what to do. Now, we skip past, we skip forward to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 7. So there's been an instruction, a simple instruction. Wait at Gilgal for seven days. Samuel tells this to Saul. Very simple instruction. Cool, thank you. Now, verse 7. Also some of the Hebrews, can we do this in uh, amplified, amplified version? 1 Samuel 13, 7 to 11, Amplified. I think this will give us a better understanding. Let me make sure. I'm gonna start with you guys. I think they'll catch up. So, also some of the Hebrews had crossed the river Jordan to the land of God and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, of course, according to instruction, right? And all the people followed him, trembling in fear and anticipation. All the people followed him, trembling in fear and anticipation. I feel like some leaders are going to really be struck by this one. Verse 8, now Saul waited seven days. He's following this simple instruction, right? He waited seven days, according to the appointed time which Samuel had set. But Samuel had not come to Gilgal. And the people were scattering away from Saul. The pressure. There's an instruction, but there's also a pressure. So Saul, he's waiting for Samuel. There's an instruction. He's followed the instruction almost to the T. The only thing that could, this is a word for some, somebody. You may follow every aspect of, of the instruction, but the final aspect that completes the instruction may be somebody else. You can do everything, 
but sometimes the instruction may need one person to complete it. And you acting ahead is still disobedience. <laughs> it says, now Saul waited seven days according to the point in time which Samuel had set, but Samuel had come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering, Samuel had not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering away from Saul. Verse 9, so Saul said, because of the pressure, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings, and he offered the burnt offering which he was forbidden to do. This is so funny. Verse 10, it says, as soon as he finished, <laughs> as soon as he finished <laughs> offering the burnt offering, Samuel finally came. Saul went out to meet and to welcome him with all his boldness. <laughs> but Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, since I saw that the people were scattering away from me, and that you did not come within the appointed time, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, he, did the, he, he, he offered the sacrifice. People can put so much pressure on you that you end up disobeying God. A simple instruction, so simple, you can follow it to the T, but your dad starts saying this. Are you sure that's the right job? I don't think that fits you. God has spoken already. I don't think you should be, you should be talking to that person. Well, God told me I got to get close to this person. People can put so much pressure on you. And sometimes, let's be real, it can be the closest people to you. It can be the people underneath you. The people above you. Put so much pressure on you that you end up disobeying God. You see, the pressure, it hurts because it will make you question everything. The pressure of life will make you question the simple instruction that you received maybe two years ago. The pressure of financial struggles will make you think back and be like, I don't, maybe, maybe I missed I miss something. The pressure can lead to so much anxiety, so much thought processes that you, can, you, may, you may think that you're going crazy. Like, this does, not, this does not look like God. But the reality is that if he said it, we must obey and believe it. But I want to encourage us because the big thing about all of this is that, yes, the pressure, the expectation, the familiarity, the pride, all of this, yes, it can go hand in hand in making us disobey the simple instruction but what I want to encourage everyone to do is make sure you trust God. You have to trust that God is sovereign. That he is supreme. He's the leader. He knows what he is doing. The same God that saw Adam and Eve mess up and designed a whole plan to bring a son to die, not just for them, but for you and I, is sovereign enough that even through the struggle, even through the expectations, through the familiarity, through everything that you may go through with the simple instruction, he will come through. I love what in Matthew 27, 11 to 4, we can read this in Amplified. Matthew 27, 11 to 14. Matthew 27, 11 to 14. When the screen is there, you can say there. Perfect, cool. It said, now Jesus stood before Pilate. This is, this is when Jesus is, is, is in front of everybody, and they're, they're, they're saying he should die. He, he stood before Pilate and the governor and says, and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? In affirmation, in affirmation, Jesus said to him, 
it is as you say. Verse 12. But when the charges were brought against him by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Verse 13. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they're testifying against you? Verse 14. But Jesus did not reply to him, even to a single accusation, so that the governor was greatly astonished. You see, in this situation, this is a test for Jesus. Jesus has just gone through the time where he's saying, take the cup away from me. Is, is it a possibility? And so Jesus is now being, he's in front of everybody. They're saying so many things. And, and, and Pilate's like, are these things true? This is your time to get out of this. This is, your, this is your moment. This is your white flag. You see, many of us need to learn from this situation because when the word has been spoken, when the simple instruction is there, we have to understand that there is a mighty move ahead. We have to, even if it means that we got to shut up. Even if it means we have to shut up to, to, to accomplish and to be in line in obedience, we got to do it. Who knows? Jesus maybe knew that if he said one thing, it can cause question, and maybe he can be freed. But he said nothing. He said, if that's what they say, that's what they say. If that's, if, if that's what you said, that's what you say. And we see this in Romans 5, 19, as an affirmation to some of the things that Jesus has shown us about following this simple instruction. Romans 5, 19. There we go. It says, let me read it from him. For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear headlessness and carelessness that many were constituted sinners, so by one man's obedience that many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with him. If this does not show you that simple instructions lead to mighty moves and following them, I don't know what else can. And so here's the thing. When Jesus is in that situation... It may suck. It hurts. He knows the truth, but he's thinking about the mighty move. He's thinking about the mighty move. He's thinking about it. And right now, I just want us to just pray to ourselves and, and ask that God gives us the grace. Because this is a grace. A grace to be obedient. We've been praying about this before, but we really need to take it seriously. God, give me the grace to obey. There's going to be so many things that are going to come around us, even ourself. <laughs> we may come against our ourselves. The simple instruction is not easy, but God, give me the grace to obey. Somebody pray that right now. God, give me the grace to obey. Lord, I need the grace. It's a grace. It's a grace. God, I need the grace to obey. It's hard, God. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do it anymore. You've given me the simple instruction, but the finances don't look the best right now. My family doesn't look the best right now. My ministry doesn't look the best. My job's in question. They haven't promoted me. God, help me to continually obey Everybody around me is succeeding except for me. All of their businesses are succeeding. I started before them. God, give me the grace to obey. God, everyone's doing the dirty thing. Everybody's doing the, 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 the business things that aren't the best, God. But, but you told me to have an honest business. But God, I don't see fruit. Lord, help me to continually obey. I want to be in right standing, Heavenly Father. 
Help me to obey, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. I want us to bow our heads right now because I want to give, I want us to give the opportunity to some people who may be in the room right now or maybe watching online because um, the simple instruction, like we said, is a, leads to mighty moves. And the desire for Jesus is that everyone may come to know him and be in relationship with him. And so even as this message has gone forth, I want to give that opportunity for some people. And so can we just bow our heads right now, close our eyes. And I want to give this opportunity for anyone who wants to come into relationship with Christ or anyone who wants to uh, uh, um, come and renew their relationship. God, I haven't been where I used to be with you, but I want to make the commitment again and let you know that I still love you. I want to let you know that I still want to do this walk with you. And so I want us to say this prayer together. And if that is you, I want you to say these words. Say these words uh, so seriously and mean them because I believe the Holy Spirit will begin to do something within you. And so I want us to say this together to encourage those. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Right now, I just want us to just uh, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you, God, for this word that's gone forth. Lord, it's not easy to obey, and especially with everything in this world, so many counterfeits, so many things against us, so many things against your word, God. But Lord, we ask for the grace to obey. Obey the simple instruction, Heavenly Father God. Not just to obey the simple instruction, Heavenly Father God, but we pray for the grace, capacity, strength, Heavenly Father God, to follow through with the steps that come with every instruction, Heavenly Father God. Lord, whatever it takes, God, help us. God, encourage us, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father God, for many that are lacking vision, God, we pray, Lord, give them a glimpse of the mighty move to come. God, give me, give us the glimpse of the mighty move to come. We pray, Heavenly Father God, that you remain faithful as you always do. We say thank you, Almighty Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we just lift up a shout to God right now for being sovereign, for being amazing, for being great, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.